Okay, here we go. Going live. Thank you, people, everybody, for your support. Subscribe, like, please, all podcast apps. Surveillance video tracking your phones without one tracking whips. The war is on. Better take heed because the feds are listening. Sitting outside of your door is christening. Surveillance video to tap in your phones without one tracking whips. The war's been on. It's been on. It's dead wrong. You're playing against a stack deck. Street life to life is walking on the third deck. Used to push a sick whip. Used to have an ill grip. Now they got an ill bit. Single mother chasing bad kids. On their own, cause Papa ain't on. A vicious cycle for the paper. Like a high dose chaser. I do chasing. That's gone a week later. Back chasing blazing trails. Using up favors. Jeopardizing everybody that you know. Taking down empires. When the whistles blow, stitches habit. Know the rules, motherfuckers. Everyone loses. Cause we live full full of these suckers. You think you free? Try the border, motherfucker. You get slaughtered. Decrease the populations. They stop in whole nations. These plans stay in motion. You cattle just wait. Better take heed, cause the feds are listening. Sitting outside of your daughter's christening. Surveillance videos tapping your phones without drunk. The war is on. Listening, sitting outside and your daughter's christening and surveillance video to tap in your phones without warning tracking whips the wolves been on like this crazy it's hard than short gotta maintain to hold down the fort Third album coming this year, working on it. Horrorcore rap. Feds are listening. Tapping your phones without tracking whips. The wolf. When I wrote this, fun by business and collecting me locusts. I got to get the gab when I'm mad. When I'm mad, when I stab shit up and maneuver. This ain't the sticks, this is the sewers. Real ghetto bricks, yeah. In Boston, the whites been in the jacks. Got mad respect. Head down generation to generation. I know the real deal situation. Bobby Bam Bang Neal, my real name. Lost you over the land, ocean. Irish fanatic and MC Steel, cause I'm so real. Got DAs buying my shit. Suck my dick, pass that shit quick. Spock and Hiller, with you hypocrites. Run your mouth, peek of shit. 
Now you gotta get that little legit Cause he beats his ass trying to get rich Alright people That was The Forgotten Ones My album And uh My album And uh Rizzo, what's happening, brother? Coach Ball K. Oh, my God, the FLA, man. So look at Rizzo and FLA. Man, that's from fucking up here in the Northeast, where Northeast Beasts come from. The fucking Beasts. Palman, my man, from the fucking Netherlands. All right. We're going to give you your fucking my picks for uh, Savage Incorporated 617. Three-time felon, 617, my third album coming out. Uh, I started it back in 2016, my third album, but uh, I had to come off all the fucking oxycotton, oxycodone, fucking uh, breakthrough pain meds, um, and all the Xanax I was prescribed for 17 and a half years. So the past 63 months, that's what I've been doing, learning technology because I was running water tunnels, seven different water tunnels for fucking 17 years. Uh... Long time, you know. I wasn't learning fucking computers when you guys were all learning computers, so I had to learn. Uh, before I start today, I want to give a shout out to some people. Uh, if I if I shouted them all out, I, I'd be fucking crying, and I might even cry during these ones. But these are some friends that have gone way too young, and one just is gonna be served pretty soon. This fucking maggot. Uh, this is the last person. This girl is like a sister to me. And she was a bad girl too. Tough. Really tough, man. She could beat up guys. Felicia, we miss you. All of us. We miss you, Felicia. All of us. All of us that are left. You know what I mean? Out of all the people we lost, you know you were like a sister to me. My mother raised you. And uh, you're one tough girl, man. Like... You were one of us, you know what I mean, in the end, for a long time. You're always like a little sister to me. I would have, you know, you know, back then, you know, you know, I had your back, no matter what. And then we lost touch with you, and uh, this piece of shit, they found him down Florida, matter of fact, ball, uh, coach, uh, and Rizzo, they found this piece of shit down there. So he's in county right now, right, but when he goes upstate, all I gotta do is make some call, send some letters, or go take, go visit some friends that are doing fucking triple life and shit, fucking that uh, make his fucking life miserable, and that's what he deserves. Felicia, we love you, all of us. I'm talking for all of us from Southwest Quincy and all over Quincy and in Boston. You know, both cities connected. You know, we're a big one six one six one seven area code. You know what I mean? And uh. You know, we got more history here than anywhere in, in the freaking United States, even more than fucking New York. 1903. 1903. San Ogs. I mean, seven generations of mine has come from this fucking pot, this borough of this city. Right here. This, that's what I was. I was given my job through merit, respect. It was offered to me. I never had to go beg for a fucking job in my fucking life. So, uh... Yeah, that's why I got to sleep. Boston Sandhogs, that's what that is. Boston Sandhogs with the uh, water tunnels. Charlie the Bat from Overkill, the band Overkill. 
And uh, in the 80s, that's all I did is go to fucking concerts, thrash shows, fucking rap, hardcore rap shows. And I got my uh, man, skeleton with a fucking sawed-off shotgun and uh, the, the shamrock bracelet, the shamrock up here. I got Darth Maul on my back. I got all my friends and their souls all around this. I got Jesus on my chest. I don't know if you got, yeah, you guys got Darth Maul on my back. I'm not going to pull off all my fucking clothes. I just got done training. Uh, savage training. I don't know what people are doing, man. One one FC people. I don't know what the fuck you people are doing. Not watching one fucking Muay Thai. Like you guys are out of your minds out there. You guys like MMA. You like fucking boxing like me, right? Boxing like me, right? Because I actually boxed, but and street fought a lot in the eighties and nineties. Like these, you younger cats out there. Nothing against this. This ain't. Don't take it personal because it's not personal unless you make it. Uh, you guys have no clue. You have no clue. I was, we were 200 fucking deep every day. And during the summer, 400, 500 deep sometimes. Like at night times. Uh, just crazy. I grew up around a bunch of fucking savages. And then I, I became the number one fucking savage. And I still am the number one savage. I hope people can fucking hear me, man. Please, someone tell me. I got my podcast going and shit. I got I got to make sure I, I, people can hear. Thank you, Bob, Coach Bob. I appreciate. It. I like. Um, I always thought she would return. You know what I mean. But she talked to her kid every day, and when she didn't talk to her kid every day, you know, I, it just brings back sad memories. But this is like a. I I forget. It's it's been like fucking fifth. 10 years, over 10 years or something. It's something crazy. But we always, I always thought, always had, you know, I'm an optimist. I try to be an optimist. Not when I was young, you know what I mean? I, I never thought I'd live till I was 30 when I was young. You know, I was trying to, you know, just be a fucking savage all the time. I was a savage way before I was 21. I was a savage at 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. I was the ultimate savage. Like way before I was 21. I didn't have no fucking internet. I had to fucking run the pay phones and shit. The fucking... You know, sell cocaine. I, I can say it because I did time for a state time. So this is kind of a channel where I try to give people some advice too, man. Like, why waste the fucking air time when I can help some fucking people out there? Because giving back is what it's all about, honestly. You know what I mean? I got nothing to hide. I'm going to prove myself to nobody. Like, I've been, I'm proven fucking a thousand times over. Everybody knows it. So I don't have to say nothing no more. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to... Be a fucking movie star. I don't want no fame. None of that fucking shit. You want real raw fucking someone's fucking real raw opinion on shit? Well, this is the place to fucking come. And I'm on all podcast apps. I'm doing really good right now with the audio versions. Every country, all the countries out there that support me, I appreciate every fucking one of you people, man. And uh, you guys support me a lot. America supports me the most, but you know in Germany, I guess I was like 129th uh, on the podcast list over there. So, you know, they, you know, I get sent fucking emails and shit. Like, you know, and, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, all over the fucking world, man. It's amazing. You know what I mean? Communication is key. You know what I mean? It's really key in life. It's, it, it's key. I don't like texting, none of that shit. That's not communication because you don't know the emotion. I'd rather see someone eye to eye. Worst case... Phone. I don't even like phones, but phone. And it's not because I'm doing nothing wrong. 
But I was so used to doing shit wrong for the first 25 years of my life, 30 years of my life. I was fucking, uh, just don't like phones. You know? But uh, that's just the way I, I grew up, people. You know what I mean? doesn't mean you have to grow up that way. If anything, I'm going to fucking tell you not to grow the fuck up that way. But uh, I would I don't regret nothing. I did time for my fucking uh, big boy shit. You know what I mean? It was all fucking, you know, selling drugs, fucking arm robberies. When I was fucking, I did, when I was 19 years old, I did my first state bid. I did two state bids by the time I was 26. I got out, I... I was offered a, a job in the Sandhogs way prior to that, before my second bid. But I, I didn't want it because, you know, some cook it easy money, right? And I was selling drugs since I was fucking 12, 13 years old. So, you know what I mean? This is the life I grew up in. So, if I could tell you people, now, my son, two days this week, he uh, graduated uh, the ceremony Monday. This is my last kid. My my first kid graduated UMass JFK. My son picked his college. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of it, but uh, in Boston. And uh, he's, he's, he's guaranteed, guaranteed an internship. All kinds of schools wanted him for basketball. He's, uh, he was the uh, captain on the senior team uh, this year. He, he's been playing basketball his whole life. Uh, my daughter got a really good state job. She works from home. She ain't going to leave home. She's got a huge bonus. I mean, I'm 52 years old. I got a fucking 29-year-old daughter. She'll be 20, 29 and... Um, She'll be 29 in October. Yeah, she'll be 29 in October. Uh, and my son just turned 18 uh, in April. So, you know, he goes off to college in September. You know what I mean? But he'll get on the train, go in the fucking, or, or drive him in, and he'll take the train home. Just My daughter took the train every day in the fucking uh, UMass. He's got to go a little deeper into the city, which it's only seven miles to downtown Boston from where I live. You know what I mean? So it's just trains. You know what I mean? It's just trains. Coach, we'll have, I'll have you on my podcast, brother. I'm doing big things, bro. This is all just a fucking, uh, what's it called right now? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read, read comments before I get into the uh, picks. Okay. Uh, I say it on the bottom there. That, that's new. Who are your favorite MCs? My favorite MCs, right? All right. You, uh, dude, I got two albums. That, 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 first, that song at the beginning, that's me. That's me and my fucking, my... My producer for my first two albums and my other uh, group member, you know what I mean? But uh, Public Enemy, uh, BC Boys, Licensedale, Public Enemy, Nation of Millions, All Us Back, Boogie Down Productions, Criminal Minded, EPMD, fucking Rakim. Uh, I was breakdancing the cheap drills in fucking 7980, you know what I mean? Uh, breakdancing uh, fucking White Lines since the beginning. And then in the 90s, it was fucking... Uh, you know, uh, oh, NWA, obviously, all the solo projects from Cube and MC Ren and Dre's first Chronic album was off the charts. 92, fucking um, uh, Red Man, What the Album, Cypress Hill, first album, Cypress Hill, Cypress Hill. And I started off, Hand on the Pump, you know what I mean? Killer Man, how I can just kill a man. Uh, you know, 93, Wu Tang changed the game, you know what I mean? Grave Diggers, Sons of Man. Kill Army. Uh, Jesus. I, I go on and on. Like, uh, Jesus. Yeah, I'd have to go on and on. It, it would be too long, bro. But I do got another channel, another podcast. Uh, I haven't put no content out, but I'm going to go over albums that I grew up to and albums I didn't listen to when I grew up that was in the same genre of 
Hot Rock. Well, when I started out, uh, let, let me get that straight ball, uh, Coach Ball, right? When I was like three years old, I was, you know, my, I was listening, my mother always played Janis Joplin and Donna Sun, all that shit, right? In the early, I was born in 71, right? And then she got me a radio when I was like three, a Big Bird radio. I used to always listen to the radio. And then uh, eight-track tapes, The Doors, Queen, fucking Zeppelin. Uh, I had a Jimi Hendrix fucking top of my bed every night. Uh, Jimi Hendrix fucking... Uh, uh, Are You Experienced, I think, or Greatest Since. I forget the track. It was one of the Jimi Hendrix albums. I used to look up the J Jimi Hendrix every night before I went to bed. But I was really good at sports. I was winning Little League championships. Uh, like, music was a night thing. Uh, you know, baseball, street hockey during the uh, winter, uh, football during the winter, basketball, and, uh, but mostly baseball. I won Little, Little League championships as a pitcher. I got, like, bumped up from farm league to play kids that were three years older than me. And I uh, pitched, you know, went to championships two years in a row, and then I started selling drugs because uh, I was in elementary and junior high was seventh, eighth, and ninth when I was in elementary. They changed it to middle school to call it middle school Reagan, right? It took all the sports out of it, and it was sixth, seventh, eighth. And um, I went there. Uh, I planned on going there and destroying every fucking junior high in sports and baseball and football and. Uh, you know, that was my dream, and they took my dream away, so I started hanging around with all my old older friends that I always hung out with, and they were all selling fucking joints uh, down the corner, the busy corner. You know, I live, in the, I live in the city. I live about 10, 12 blocks from the hood where I, where I fucking uh, sold a lot of drugs in the 80s as, as a teenager. Well, drugs was joints. Two for five, four for 10, six for 15, eight for 20. Right back then, Sensamilia, Seedless, right? And then it was, you know, two, uh, acid, clean acid, uh, mescaline. And then when I was 15, so I was selling coke for some older, older, older guys. You know what I mean? And uh, then I ended up doing some fucking state time for fucking some armed robberies and some assault and batteries with a dangerous weapon, shot foot. Uh, they used to get me on that all the time, just defending myself because we'd fight grown men fucking as teenagers. There'd be only like four or five of us, you know, out there late at night at two or three in the morning, you know, still selling fucking joints and shit at two, three in the morning. People would drive up all day long. There'd be 200 of us on the wall down the park, on the front of the wall. People would pull right up, busy street and everything, selling them joints like all day long, all in the 80s. And then I got into coke, selling coke, and I, used, I was going in and out of juvie. My mother was fucking single mother, you know. Uh, alcoholic, you know, fucking drugs, all that shit, stepfather, uh, a, a little brother and sister from a different father, same mother. Uh, but I had to grow up at like seven years old. So I was listening to like all that. Then I started listening to Sabbath and fucking Kiss. I had bought, bought Sabbath, played Sabbath, but Kiss Alive too, bought uh, Love Gun from Kiss. And then it was fucking like Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Motley Crue's first two albums. That's it. After after that, it was they were horrible, in my opinion. Uh, it's like Metallica. It's like after Kill 'Em All, fucking Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, epic fucking albums. That's metal. That's real. I seen all these bands. I seen all. I seen over 150 shows in the 80s, and a couple in the 90s, but mostly in the 80s. And um, that's why I hustled to go to shows. So yeah, uh, that's kind of how it went. And then it's like. You're living that life, the same exact life rappers are talking about, so I can relate to that too. It was all about attitude. So I, I think you know that, uh, 
Coach Bald, I, I'm pretty sure you do. You're older, man. Like, yeah, dude, my my music it, uh, variety is since I was young. And I made two albums. Uh, after I had a bad injury in 2003, I fell out my back stairs, fucking bringing my German Shepherds on the back stairs. I grabbed the rail and it came on me. I went over both of them, 14 feet on my head, fractured my skull. I'm out on bail for a union thing. Uh... You know, I was out on bail. Fucking, they had me in the papers, a fucking problem solver for the union, all kinds of fucking shit, all organized crime, all kinds of shit. It was ugly. It was very political. Slapped a fellow union member around who sucker punched that business manager, and uh, he just happened to be a cop's brother and cousin. And those cops were Sandhogs with us a year prior before they became cops. So it was like, I don't know, it got ugly. But, uh, yeah, my music variety is big, dude. I'm working on my third album. Uh, I I started in 2016, and uh, I think I had like six fucking uh, demos or something, and I wasn't going as much. But then I had to come off all those pain meds and shit. And if anybody knows anything, I lost about 70 friends from fucking, uh, you know, uh, you started with OxyContin, then they went to fucking heroin and all that shit. You know what I mean? I never did pills in the year 2000 when I stopped drinking. Uh, in 2001, after my wedding, uh, I stopped drinking and partying and all the stupid shit on the weekends, you know what I mean? Cowboy shit. But, uh, yeah, I just started losing friends left and right. I was prescribed all those pain meds after my fall, so, uh, so many. Oxycontin, uh, oxycodone, so many Zanibas, so... Like, stopping drinking and sipping blowing, going out every... I, I played like a rock star in the 80s and 90s, so it was easy. But coming off the pain meds... And all the fucking Xanax and shit that was prescribed, uh, it was the hottest fucking thing I've ever done in my life. Not the urge. The urge wasn't even there to go use anything like that. It was the fucking emotional roller because of rage. I had fucking rage for the first two years. I wanted to fucking strangle motherfuckers. Like, I had really bad fucking feeling I was going to fucking hurt somebody, man. Like, not, not my wife and children, like somebody out on the streets and these mother... Because people talk shit, and they don't think you're going to fucking find out, but there's always kiss asses out there that want to get on your good side, and they tell you, you know what I mean? And I, But they would never say it to my fucking face. So, I kind of fucking... I love where I'm from because, like, you know, Savage. Savage Incorporated. As You know, I grew up around a bunch of fucking savages, and then... Like I said, I became the main savage. And I'm still the fucking main savage in this fucking city. And whoever thinks differently, they're tripping. They got some fucking issues in their fucking head. And they better fucking do their fucking homework. But I'm not a criminal. I got two beautiful kids. Put my fucking second kid. Was in college this week, two days. Stayed over for the night. Uh, it was hard. When you gotta let you... This is my second kid I had to let go and be a, an adult, and it's really fucking hard. It's bothered me all week. That's why I haven't been doing this shit all week. Uh, graduated ceremony uh, Monday and then Tuesday or Wednesday and fucking... Or Wednesday and Thursday at the college. And, uh, you know, 12 hours the first day and fucking four, six hours the next day. And, you know, it's just really fucking hard to let your kid, kids uh, go out on their own again, you know, like uh, to be fucking adults. But uh, I have no question my kids, my, my daughter's doing great. My son's a fucking great fucking really good kid, you know, so both of them are great kids. I got a wife of 31 years, so obviously I did something right in my life. All my shit was young 
young, you know what I mean? And fuck, in my first 25 years, 28, 29 years, I was too comfortable in chaos. You know what I mean? I was in the womb. I was born around chaos in the womb with my mother and my father, around violence, drugs, all that shit. So that just transferred into me, you know what I mean? It's really the fucking truth. Because I always had an attitude even while I was playing sports. I was always hanging with my older friends. When I was in school, I was playing with third graders when I was in first grade, before school, after school, all that shit. So I never hung with kids my own age uh, in my grade, you know? Ice coffee, people. Buy Under Armour. I usually give you guys credit, but you guys gotta stop fucking giving me fucking a little fucking loot, man, because subs- I need some fucking, uh, I need some people that actually know how to do business because I can help you out a lot. Believe that. Hey, John Jones fights in fucking Boston. If that happens, uh, I'm gonna go to fucking all week long. And I'm gonna fucking uh, I want I want to say Dana, don't act like a tough guy here, cause you know everyone knows here, you ain't no gangster. You could act like that in Vegas where everyone kisses your ass. Your your ass ain't gonna get kissed up here. If your ass is getting kissed, it's by little fucking kids. Cause real men like me and the real motherfuckers know you're a coward. You're a fucking coward. You're a fucking coward. And these M- and these media motherfuckers, MMA media, you guys are the biggest fucking cowards to a lot of you motherfuckers. It's probably about Big John McCarthy, his fucking uh, podcast I listen to, uh, Bisping, because he's a savage. I'll listen to him. And uh, who else? Oh, I, I, I do it for Kenny Florian, because I know Kenny Florian's father. And uh, they're from fucking Boston and shit. John Hanks from around. They're not from Boston. They're from the suburbs. But uh, they always say they're from Boston. You ain't from Boston. You ain't from Boston. You you guys talk too nice to be from Boston. I'm from fucking Southwest Quincy, which is connected to Boston. And uh, to be honest, Southwest Quincy is more tougher than any part in fucking Boston. I'll tell you that right fucking now. So, yeah, we're all we're just two cities connected to each other. Let me see. Let me go through these comments because I don't want people coming on in thinking I'm fucking ignoring them. That's the last thing I'm fucking doing. So, Coach, Coach Bald, I'm sorry, brother. Like, I see, see the scar there? They had to cut my head open in 2003 and fucking stop the bleeding inside my head. I, I had a 50 50 chance of living, bro. So, when I go on rants, I end up going on fucking a rant, dude. You know what I mean? It's fucking crazy. But, uh,. But I can listen. Uh, like I, I, I can do podcasts very well. It's I'm just I was learning in the beginning, and now it, it's any it's like anything else with me. I've never been average at anything. But I just like if you're the smartest man in the room, you're in the wrong room. I like to talk to people that are interesting, and you know, beat some odds in their life, and give some people some inspiration out there because. Obviously, we need it in the United States because we got a bunch of fucking pussies. And uh, you, you're not going to get no fuck. Just brutally honest here, people. Like, I'm not shitting on everybody out there because people don't realize other countries that most savages ain't on even online. I'm giving this. I got balls. I'm trying to learn this shit. This is all business to me down the road. That's what it's all going to be. You know what I mean? But I'm going to get back, though. You know what I mean? So it's always good. Everything I do is good. It always benefits 
other people too. Everything I've ever done. Rest in paradise. Thanks a lot, man. I'm sure she would appreciate that. You, were, All you guys would like her. All you guys would like her. You guys were all savages. You guys would have fucking liked her a lot. All right, we're going to go through the fights in a second. Rizzo, Friday, baby. Well, I work for myself now, bro. So, I would say Chuck D was probably my first most influential in, in, in KRS-One. Uh, Eric Sermon from fucking EPMD. Uh, Rakim, obviously. Insane. Uh, all the BC boys. I was a, I really didn't like, uh, you know, too much. I respected them, but Rockbox is a good track. My Adidas, because I'm Adidas freak. Actually, see, I trained in these today. My fucking patent leather fucking A-Dogs. These are just training A-Dogs. I, I always wear Adidas. Three for the stripes. Fuck nice. You know what I mean? But, yeah, bro. Those are, that's probably, those are, but RZA, RZA, all of Wu-Tang, uh, Grave Diggers, uh, some some local cats around here, HSM, uh, 7981 Cal G, Fredo, Hammer uh, the guys I did my fucking albums with, Dickie Skins from Sick Pop Records and Entertainment, he was my producer, and he's a Screen Actors Guild member, he's been in a lot of movies, he's making movies. He lives down there in Florida now. I got a lot of friends down in Florida that, that live all over the place down there. Um, I'm trying to think. Cypress Hill, you know, Redman. Uh, uh, you know, Nas. Uh, Biggie. Pac. Uh, West Side Connection. Every solo thing that, you know, all the Wu-Tang members did. Any NWA thing, you know, any solo shit they did. Any solo uh, shit Ice Cube did. But I'm in the fucking, like, original Slayer, original Metallica, like, original Megadeth. I seen these bands in clubs one year, then I seen them in fucking huge fucking places the next. You know, I seen the, you know, in the 80s, when I was in, people talk about mosh pits, I was in huge fucking pits. Bloody messes. Looked like a Tony Ferguson fight, but a lot worse. Like, people have no clue, man. Good sounds. Good, okay. All right, cool. Thanks, Rizzo, bro. Granted, AJ, my Northeast beast, brother. New Jersey in the house, too. In St. Petersburg, Florida, home of the Winky Wright. Oh, I love Winky Wright, bro. Absolutely, brother. Hey, Adrian Broner tonight down in fucking Don King. Down in Miami. You sound great. Oh, good. Good. I got I got audio interfaces and all that shit. I learned all that shit, bro. On my own, dude. No one taught me that shit. Thanks a lot, man, man. I appreciate it. Same, bro. Didn't think I'd get much past 21. Yeah, bro. You know, bro. Like, I'm 52 years old, so I'm sure you're, I, I, from what I know, from what I've seen of you, you're probably around that, maybe younger or maybe my age or maybe a little older than me. I don't know, but I think you're a little older. Not that I don't like younger people. I do. You know what I mean? It's just older people can relate. Baller, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, I was, a, I was a baller for sure, bro. My boy Granite, killing it. How much was the Coke back in the day? How was the quality? Quality was insane. Listen, I used to get uh, 350 and 8 ball in 85 when I was fucking 14 when I was selling uh, cocaine, right? 15, 16, it was a 350 and 8 ball, you know? But 
the guys I worked for would say they had bowls full. You know, and it was all yellow, uh, all big, huge boulders and a uh, little shape at the bottom. You know what I mean? A little. But they would say, put your hands in the bowl and grab as much as you can. And, and they'd have a Ziploc over it and they'd say, throw it in there, you know. And I, this is me at 14, 15 years old, man. You know what I mean? So, and then the 90s, when I got caught, uh, I was getting quarter pounds for fucking and half pounds for 24, 2,400 for a quarter pound, 2,600 a quarter pound. And I always got killer, killer coke because all the, all my cocaine connections were all people I knew my whole life. You know what I mean? And then I worked with, you know, get it from people in, Chelsea, Mass, uh, all the uh, Spanish, you know, where John Ruiz is from. You know, when he was, uh, I was actually in Chelsea, Mass, when John Ruiz fought. Uh, when he, uh, I think he lost the title that time. Or did he win the title? I think he won the title. I think I was there when he won the title. But then he lost it to Roy Jones Jr. That's it. St. Petersburg, well, he's, he's right near there, right? Right near St. Petersburg. I'm pretty sure Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, but Roy, Roy Jones Jr., people don't realize how good Roy, Roy Jones Jr. wasn't just one. He went all the way up to heavyweight, dominated everyone, light heavyweight, crude oil, all, every fucking division, wiped everyone out. Duran, people don't know how good Duran was. Marvin Hagler, he's right up there. He's my hero since I was nine years old. And then there's a picture of Ali up there, but it was, it was Marvin Hagler, Mike Tyson, and you know, Hagler had that mindset, you know, the mental, and uh, I was very inspired by it, man, as a nine-year-old kid. And I had a lot of boxing, people that were friends of mine were boxers were young, and I ended up boxing myself, you know what I mean? But uh, I wish I would've stuck with it. I was talking about that today, man. Like, I wish I would've, uh, like, not went out and partied on the weekends for my fucking, uh, for a trainer, for a trainer of mine. And uh, I swore to him before my second state back, I go, when I come out, we're going to win the fucking belt, the heavyweight championship. And, it, you know, he always thought I could win the championship. You know, I hit really hard with both hands. You know what I mean? Not only that, I had that killer instinct. So, and I got that natural ability. Uh, you can check out my fucking videos. It's at the end of my training sessions because I can't train two hours of me fucking training, you know, at a park where I'm all over the fucking place. And I don't have someone filming me and shit, so... Uh, you know, I, I, I go deep training, you know what I mean? It's, I train to fight. I don't train to bodybuild or nothing. I, I did that when I was really young. Never did steroids, none of that shit. Never did psych, none of that shit. Just ate right, trained a lot, you know, fuck it. And then uh, it just got too easy. And then uh, I'd always hit the bag after, after lifting weights because I didn't like that pump feeling. I, I wanted to be fucking loose, ready to fight. So I, I hit the bag for 15, 20 minutes all the time. And then uh, guys used to come up to me, Rob, you're getting so many fights, and you're so good on the bag, you know, let, I guess, let's get this uh, man to train you, Siggy's father. And uh, Sig was a dear friend of mine, and he was a Golden Glove and a Junior Olympic champion. And uh, his father trained me, and uh, his wife used to always tell me, listen, uh, my husband thinks you'd be the champion, you know. So I'd always go over there after training and watch fights, old fights with him and shit. And I, I looked up to uh, this guy, because I love his son so much, you know what I mean? And uh, both his sons and his sister and his mother, they were just good people since I was a young kid, you know? And, you know, I pied a lot with Sig on the weekends, you know, but he's a pro fucking fighter, you know what I mean? I, all my pro boxing friends uh, all died very young, man. Like, like I said, I lost like 70 plus friends. Like, I'm not joking. Like, all, a lot of it from fucking drugs, you know what I mean? 
Uh, AJ, my boy Grant Killen, how much was the... All right, so I answered that question for you, brother. The quality was really good. It was rocket fuel back then. I would, you couldn't pay me to do a line of Coke these days. Never, ever. I haven't done a line of Coke since uh, 2001. I used to do Route 128s in, in the 80s and 90s, just on the weekends, you know what I mean? But I make, I make huge lines because I never paid for it because I was selling it. You know what I mean? So, you know, easy. But I did time for it, bro. You know what I mean? So I would recommend it and that for anybody. You know what I mean? Unless you're built for that shit like I am. You know what I mean? But I was. You know, I built for it. But uh, I would never... Everything... When I got out after my second state bid, uh, you know, my daughter... When I had my daughter in 94, it changed my whole fucking perspective on life. It just changed me. It took me about three, four years to finally settled down with my wife and, and my daughter and uh, ever since then. So, yeah, I, I smiled the fuck up, guys. You know what I mean? I would never recommend that on anybody. Listen, there's ways you could do things legal. There's numerous ways you could choose to earn funds, like Mob Deep says, right? Numerous ways you could choose to earn funds. Cowardly hot, straight up shook ones. He ain't a crook, son. He's just a shook one. Yeah. Coach Bob, there's another fucking group I like, brother. What was your nickname back when you were dealing? Ah, Bobby Nizzo, Nilzo, Nizzo, because my last name's Neil. So, uh, yeah, Nizzo, Nilzo, Robbie, uh, Bobby, uh, Robert, Robbie, Rob. <laughs> Just fucking, uh, yeah, Nilzo. Nilzo mostly. You know, when I was like, you know, teenager, young. And then uh, I'm like, don't call me fucking that. That was fucking junior high shit, motherfuckers. You know, I was like 17. Call me fucking nails old no more. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I was an angry motherfucker. Cause I didn't meet my father until I was 32. So I want he was going to meet a left hook. He's lucky my uncle was there because he would have met a left hook. Because I took care of my fucking kids. Like, still. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, <laughs> my kids never seen nothing bad. You know what I mean? Never seen nothing. Keep your fucking, keep your fucking, your business and your family and kids, right? Completely separated, right? No one would fuck with me anyways, man. Attitude is everything. Damn, damn straight, bro. And that's what, you know, people say cringe or conceited. No, I'm convinced, motherfuckers, because I have fucking what? Because I have fucking confidence all the time, no matter what. That's so why I never fucking lost fucking in two, three other fucking fights. Never get dropped in the fucking ring spawn Golden Glove champs. Never. Never get dropped. Ant Williams. Oh, shit. First time, dude. Yeah, Coach Ball, you're right, brother. 617 Fight Genius. What a proud of you. Dude, the Fight Genius. Man, that's a fucking... That's a pretty good fucking... I don't know if you're getting cute, slick, or you're really giving me that compliment, but no matter what it is, bro, I like your aunt, bro. I've known you for a long time, right? We've known each other for a while in the animal room, so you could be slick a little if you want, bro. I don't care. Yeah, I, I am a fight genius because I've been watching fucking fighting since I was a young kid. 1980. Yeah, 1980. I was watching Marvin Hagler. Boxing... And I was fucking fighting since first grade. I was fighting in first grade. So, yeah, street fights. And then boxing. Then more street fights. 
Like, you guys don't understand. Some people, like, when I say two, three on the fucking street fights and never watched, it's really fucking true. Like, 80s and 90s, violent. Very violent. Driven by demons. Oh, I got a lot of demons, dude. I got a lot of demons, but they I put them in check a long time ago. But daily, if I don't train, if I don't train for two hours, I get fucking squirrely. I start thinking some crazy fucking shit. Like, I have to train. It's a mental thing. You know what I mean? Especially head injuries ain't good either like that. Like when I fell on my head in 2003, you know, that shit, you're erratic at that. I was already a fucking, I, I was already a re aggressive person. You know what I mean? Like the head injury just made me more aggressive. You know what I mean? Sup, OG? Nuno Viegas. Viegas. What's up, OG? Quadruple OG, actually, brother. Nuno from MMA Wars Unlimited here. Thanks a lot, brother. I appreciate it, brother. I'll go over there. I think I'm subscribed to you, bro, but we about to do some dope podcasts. Guess my joy. I, I got pro fucking... I've had pro mix, but I'm going to have some fucking... I'm going to have a lot of new shit fucking happening, people. I'm looking at studios right now. I'm going big, bro. I'm going big. This is a podcast. This is a... This is on every podcast app after this is aired. It goes right out to Spotify and fucking uh, Apple and podcasts and iTunes, all of them. But yeah, dude, teamwork makes a dream work. And I, I'm a businessman, so I know this. You hook yourself up with people that have the same fucking mindsets. You slice a pie five ways. No one's greedy. Everyone's getting paid sustainably for the rest of their fucking life. You know what I mean? So you need... Different types of motherfuckers because everyone wants a different perspective on fighting. Everyone wants these M. This is such a big need for real motherfuckers in this space because we got these idiots. Does it hurt when you get punched in the face? No, it fucking don't hurt because your fucking adrenaline's going. You get fucking mad because you let him hit you. Slip, 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 slip and rip. Slip and rip, you know what I mean? That's the way I was taught. You know, slip. Slip those fucking punches, man. Move that fucking head. PFL. PF fail. Check this out, motherfuckers. Last night, you got Wilder there? Francis, where the fuck were you? Who's running that fucking business? You fucking morons. Fighters rep. Out in California. Only kickboxer promotion in California. Only guy with a license over there. He's bringing it back to Miami now. You guys, uh, Coach Bald. Okay, and uh, Rizzo, go down there, right? So once he brings it to Miami, I think it'll blow up. These coasts where fighting really fucking started, people. Come on. If anyone knows anything, anything about fucking boxing, anything, like this is where it all started, in the Northeast and the East Coast, down the far, all the way down to Florida. You know what I mean? Just the way it is. But this, Boston, New York, fucking Philly, you know, Jersey, Come on, man. Where's more boxing than that? Every time I was in the gym sparring, it was always... I used to spar with Sean Gannon. Yeah, I went to school with him in element, elementary and junior high. He's the nicest kid in the world. One day I'm down there, he's like, Robbie, go in there and spar with fucking uh, Sean Gannon. I'm like, Sean Gannon? Hey, from school? Yeah, he was never, uh, never out on the streets with us, so... I, I'm like, all the tough guys, that's who I hung with. So I, he was so nice. I, I was shocked. And that was the hottest kid I ever smiled with because he was a fucker southpaw. That's when I realized that I had to learn how to switch it up. You know, go to fucking southpaw myself. 
That's where I learned how to use my right jab instead of, instead of just that straight right or oh, left hook to the body, left hook to the head. Their fucking eyes are rolling in the back of that. But I could definitely punch with both hands. So switching up is easy. You know what I mean? There's power of my jab with the right. It's just when you... Most people you spar with as a righty. And don't get this twisted, people. I could throw up my left. Trust me, my left hook is deadly. I'll show you... I'm going to show you a picture. This is my last fight for fucking charity or something. Uh, yeah, it was charity. It's for diabetes. This is my last fight, right? This kid was Gary the Tiger Boletto's, uh, one of his uh, trainers from Rhode Island, Cranston, Rhode Island. Uh, Gary Tiger Boletto, go look him up. He was, uh, I went down there. I was supposed to fight a cop. The cop didn't show up. And... Um, I fought this big fucking brother that was like 6'5", fucking... I'm 6'1", 220. He was like 6'5", fucking... I don't know, 280 in shape. And uh, But this kid right here was solid. He goes, Robbie, I, I heard... I heard their, co their corner saying, hold this guy, hold this guy, because they seen you hitting fucking the mitts. They seen you hitting the heavy bag. They said, this kid's really hard with both hands. Don't let this kid hit you. So this guy helped me the whole fucking fight, man. I didn't even go train at the boxing gym for this fight. You know what I mean? Because I thought I was fighting a guy that was never even had a fight in the ring. You know what I mean? And it was a fucking CO or a fucking cop. And back then, I didn't like cops. You know what I mean? Until I had kids. You know what I mean? But uh, this is like 99, 2000. You know, I was still a little bitter. But um, yeah, that was my last fight. It was like 218 right there or something like that. I, didn't, I, I ate one meal that day because I don't want to, you know, I didn't want to fucking have a you know, full stomach, you know what I mean? Uh, one, I'm going to show you guys something. Look at, that was me. That was me 64 months ago. 63 months of coming off all the pain meds, methadone for 10, the first 10 months, I came right off that because I don't want to fucking answer to nobody. So, yeah, I came right off that and fucking uh, started fucking training like a motherfucker. I started training the first day uh, coming off the methadone. I'm like, fuck this. And uh, I was 325 plus pounds, depressed, uh, just fucking really fucking depressed, really fat, uh, a fat fucking slob, and, uh, you know, overweight. And there I am, like, on the left, and there I am on the right. Like, come on, man. You know what I mean? Like, look at the transformation. That was all in one year. So that's where I always used to be. You know what I mean? I let myself go for one or two years. That's what I got up to right there. And I wasn't even partying right there. I wasn't even pie. That's all food, man. Like, that's just not training. It's just not hitting a heavy bag, not my cellar, not doing anything. Just do, sniffing fucking oxycontin, oxycodone, Xanax, you know what I mean? And fucking smoking grass. Here's my friend Jay Keith. I want to say shout out to Jay Keith. Rest in peace, my man. Uh, we used to call him Hara Show. Hara. He was a really good kid, but, uh, you know, he, he liked the fucking... Uh, like the start shit, and uh, he can fight, you know what I mean, but uh, there's levels to this shit, he's, uh, he's always seen him with a black eye and shit, but uh, tough kid, nice kid, and we miss you, brother, Jay, we miss you, brother, no matter what anyone says, brother, we miss you, brother, we do, here's the rat piece of shit, why you bulging that, that made Dana White run to fucking Vegas, right there, you know, you know what my fucking mentor did? You know what my mentor did when this motherfucker called her? Because my mentor is a boy still still a bookie to this day. He uh 
he why why did he call or, or it might have been Kevin Weeks or it might have been who uh Flemmy, who knows? But uh they go, You're gonna need some insurance. He goes, Oh yeah? Why's that? Oh, you're gonna need some insurance. He goes, I got all the insurance I need. He goes, click clack with the AR fifteen, because he's a fucking Marine, right? And uh and uh the next day they came and uh he answered the top door and he goes, I'm up here. And they walked down the stairs and looked up and he had his AR fifty AR-15 pointed right at him, and they go, oh, we can see, you got your fucking, your insurance, they never bothered him again. Dana White went running to Vegas an hour later. So those are the people I grew up with, compared to the little bitches and salty. Alright, so, yeah, there you go. That's, that's enough of the fucking war stories, but they're all true. But they're all true. Pulse Reloaded, what's up, brother? The Fifth Ward Posse in the house, Houston. H-Town. All right. We about to do some dope podcasts with guests, my G. Absolutely. Nuno, thanks for joining, brother. Uh, IG, my man on IG, brother. Like, uh, I appreciate you, bro. Like, don't ever tell I'm not on social media a lot, bro. So you got to understand that. I don't go, uh, honestly, I go out maybe once a day to promote shit, but that's it. I'm, I'm never really in there. But you want to talk serious and shit? Let's FaceTime or something like that, or come on my podcast, or I'll come on yours or whatever. We'll do. We'll help each other. That's what you know. That's all I want to do is help people, and bring them on, and help me too. You know what I mean? Like loyalty is royalty. That's how it works, people. Big fan of Guru. Okay, yeah, Guru too, dude. Recipes, Guru, Gangstaff from Boston, from Beantown. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm hoping. That this, uh, my third album, um, I wasn't trying to make money off my first two albums, and I did make money even doing shows and shit. Uh, but this album, I hope uh, that probably the realest white Caucasian MC anyone's ever fucking heard. Because I'm calling a lot of motherfuckers out out there, especially the Caucasian fucking clowns out there that call themselves gangster rappers. And then fucking Rick Ross was a fucking sheriff. He was a CO and he's a gangster rapper now. Like that shit, the Drake, Disney kid. Are you fucking kidding me? This is what gangster rap is now? No. Gangster rap is a motherfucker's actually fucking lived that life. Came from that life. Can't fucking live it. Can't spit it if you didn't fucking live it. Don Fry's podcast is hilarious. I've seen it, bro. I've seen it, dude. I didn't know he was still doing it. All right, uh, Pulse, I got you, brother. Yo, bros, big fan of Guru and Gangsta. Yeah, same with me, bro. I I love DJ Premier, you know. Riz is my favorite. Dre and DJ Premier, those, those two, you know. I never liked uh, Puffy and shit, and Mason, all those fucking, nah. I like Jada Kiss. I like fucking... I like fucking like, uh, oh yeah, Sean Price, you know, uh, Big Daddy Kane. He used to walk in the fucking radio station and slap people when they talk shit on, on live fucking radio. He'd go in the radio station and slap them in the mouth and shit, rough them up. Bro, we good. We good, a good connection, and I would like to know your thought on how Charles X Dario. I'm gonna go through it all right now. I got all the fights come I got them all right here. I'm gonna put it up. I went on a ramp, brother. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through all my picks right now, bro. And uh my pick percentage is pretty fucking good, bro. Like I got 
I started, uh, July will be two years on Tapology, right? I only pick elite, you know, UFC and elite boxer matches. That's it. And, uh, uh, yeah, Bellator, too. I'll pick Bellator because I know the fighters. You know what I mean? So I know who's going to win. You know, MMA is people that say experts, I want to slap them in the fucking mouth because anything could happen in MMA. The eyes don't lie. Body language don't lie. And, you know, you kind of tell. You kind of tell. You get all the information you can. You know what I mean? And uh, I know fighting. I know fighting. You know, I'll fight for free. I love fighting. I train to fucking fight. So Nuno's, dude, Nuno, you're a good dude from Brazil, right? Or Portugal or, or somewhere out there. I know that, bro. I, I know who you are, bro. I know you're a sad. I know you train too, from what I remember. But I'm glad I met you, dude. Like, I glad I met some good people online. That's the one thing I can honestly say. I met some really genuine people. I don't want fucking people that get offended and fucking all that bullshit. I can't deal with that shit. I, I'm going to speak my mind. I can't fake it. You know what I mean? I got to be real and raw, brutally honest. There ain't no lying in this motherfucker. You know what I mean? I'm as real as they come. And these white boys, these all these white fucking rappers, I'm going to put them all under the bus. And the ones that I like, I'm going to put them up on a pedestal. You know what I mean? The ones that inspired me. That's it. And then I'm going to come out with a fucking uh, thrash album. I'm going to do like an acoustic. Do some like six covers and six originals. Because I can sing fucking metal and thrash and shit. But I figured I'd slow it down. Do like a Everlast type, Whitey Ford type thing. You know? That... Peruvian gold. <laughs> that's a lot for a ball. Yeah, back in 85, dude, that's what it went for, 350. Ask anyone my fucking age, they'll tell you if they know anything about selling cocaine. Yeah, dude. And then in, uh, all right, the, yeah, 85, then 92, 93, I was selling fucking 16ths for fucking 80 bucks, 75 or 100. You know what I mean? 1.75 grams. Two of those is eight balls. So figure it out. 150, 208 ball. So the price went way down, bro. They flooded the market. You know what I mean? Eight balls, 150. In Portugal, yeah, absolutely. Dude, uh, there's a lot of a lot of Portuguese in Massachusetts, Nuno. Down in Fall River in New Bedford. A lot of good fighters. A lot of good fighters in Fall River and New Bedford. A lot of Portuguese. They're good people, high workers, man. Yeah, we I cut. We come from a different cloth here in the Northeast. I try to tell that to people, you know. I was a Sandhog for fucking 18 years. I got seven generations of miners come from fucking my fucking uh, borough. Like, we're different beasts up here in the Northeast, man. This is where the savage Americans are from, man. No bullshit. Look up any savage American that's ever made it in America, like, got that fuck you money and shit, or where the real rappers come from, you know? And this is nothing against the West. I love the West Coast. I love rappers from the West Coast. I love rappers from fucking Houston. You know what I mean? I love rappers from down South. You know what I mean? Who was the guy that played point guard for the Nuggets? Listen, the Nuggets have never had a good team, but that team is fucking good right now, fucking post. Antonio Tarver is a friend in Tampa guy magic i love tava i like tava a lot he goes what's your excuse now roy when roy came down from heavyweight that fucked him up like wait like heavyweight all that shit that really fucked him up coming down and going all the way up and then coming down like um he accomplished everything when he went up that way won the belt he should have just fucking retired right there undefeated you know what i mean 
Yeah, I like I I like Tava, bro. Antonio Tava. I like I respect him a lot. That that kid's an elite boxer. Bobby, I'm starting to get ripped finally. Oh yeah, Rizzo. That's all it takes. Just stick with it, bro. Just uh, training. Training is so is, is so important to everyone out there. I don't fucking uh, I don't I don't I just I put a little uh, some clips out there once in a while just to motivate motherfuckers, man. Like I, all the shit I went through, like with my injury, like I, I'm legally disabled for Christ's sakes. But uh, that don't stop me. You know what I mean? I still went back to work for ten years after my head injury. That didn't stop me. The doctors fucking wanted me to stop. They said I wouldn't be walking ten years uh, from 2011. Back in 2011, they said you ain't gonna be walking ten years from now. I go, you don't fucking know me, motherfuckers. I'm walking now. Why would I walk then? I had polarisia on the left side of the cage, damaged the lung membrane, hitting the heavy bag. Six months without training. I was heavyweight, almost reached welterweight in six months. Oh, yeah, bro. That, you know what? I've had, I had that strain in the fucking uh, rib cage from fucking ripping the fucking heavy bag and the motion bag and, and the uppercut bag and the hook bag and we had a big thousand pound bag that I used to fucking miss with the right, come back with the left, miss with the right, come back with the left, you know what I mean? I ripped that area before where it really fucking hurt, man. And uh, when you breathe, it hurts. Broken ribs, you, you breathe, it hurts. You gotta breathe. So yeah, that's a rough fucking, that's a rough injury, bro. Dude, I don't know if I get down to 185, bro. I don't know. Since 17, even when I sniff cocaine, I still say 220. I'd actually get fucking like the 230, 240 and shit. Like that shit put weight on me because, you know, I, I'd potty and then fuck, I'd go to the gym all week. You know what I mean? That's why I never lost fights because I was always training all during the week. It didn't matter if I potty. I still go to the gym. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, I think it's really important for people to do, man. Like if you're going to... Uh, like any type of depression, that shit's real. Doesn't matter how hard you are, how fucking tough you are. Tough times don't last. Tough people do, and you gotta get through that depression. It's a mental fucking. It's my mind's playing tricks on me. That's what that song's about. It's depression, suicide. I never been suicidal because I know that's the easy way out. I did have my forty-five, my forty-four on the fucking table one time, right? And uh, my doctor forgot to write my scripts. The first time, it was like 10 years. And I, I was on it for like 17, 18 years. The only time ever. And no one else would even write the amount he was writing for me. So I, uh, hold on one second. Ty, you all right? Oh, okay, was that you? All right, I didn't know who the fuck that was. All right, buddy. I love you, pal. I'm sorry. That's my son in the refrigerator, so that's good. I thought someone was knocking at my fucking ass. My, uh, like, slash, when I built this studio, like, outside on the sun porch and shit. But it's kind of connected to the house a little bit, you know? Yeah, that fucking, that rib shit sucks, bro. I, I don't know if I get down to 185, Nuno. I, I really don't. I don't know if my, my, my power would transfer. Like, you know what I mean? I'm really fast for a fucking heavyweight, bro. You know what I mean? So, really fast. Like, I'm probably faster than fucking middleweights, for Christ's sakes. Connor is a mess. Oh, dude. Listen, I call him Connor McTappen. You fly 5,000 motherfuckers from Ireland and you talk all that shit to Khabib and then you tap? Go to fucking sleep. What kind of message is that sending? Give up? 
Like, this is where the most Irish are in anywhere in the United States is Boston and Quincy. You know what I mean? This area in general. This is where the most Irish and a lot of Italian, too, and a lot of every culture. But this is where the most Irish are. Believe me, man. Like, old Irish dudes like me, 60% Irish. I'm 40%, uh, 60, 30% uh, Sicilian, Italian, and 10% German from my shitbag grandfather from my mother's side. He was a real piece of shit. Fucking molesting his kids and shit, my aunts and shit. What a fucking shitbag, man. I never knew that shit till I was like 11 years old, but I was never... He lived in Pittsburgh, and I lived in, never felt suicidal in my life. You know what I mean? I always thought that's a cow way out. You know what I mean? So the phone's right there in the middle, and right away, once I started getting that thought, a man called me that I respect a lot, and um, he was, you know, he made sure I got some fucking uh, some pills for a couple more days, or he led me in the right direction. I fucking forget. But, uh... Yeah, I would go sniff some, a little bit of heroin. I grabbed fucking like two bags of heroin. That was like a hundred bucks, right? And that would last me a day. So I feel normal, you know what I mean? But then they made it where you had to shoot it all the time and shit. I shot it a few times. My brother shoots it every day in his arm. I think he's on methadone right now, but he's shooting it for 23 years in his arms. I worry about him every day. I go, told my little brother, I go, I lost a lot tougher guys than you, Keith. And this is my little brother, you know what I mean? Uh... I don't even talk to him that much because you can't trust a drug addict, you know what I mean? So if I can't trust you, I'm not talking to you, you know what I mean? I come from the old school. Okay, Connor is a mess. Connor McTappen, that's what I call Connor. Uh, and I'm not even hating on his hustle or money, none of that shit. I'm not a hater. I'm just calling a fucking spade a spade. Maca root powder for testo. Tribulose terrors uh, for extra bush. Blah, blah, blah. No, bro, I never... I took a shot in the ass for, for steroids for a week. You know, you, know, you do a, a cycle. It's like 12 shots. I did one in my ass one week. And um, I did a shot in my leg one time. And my leg blew up like fucking five times the size. I went to the hospital. See if I fucking did anything wrong to my leg. And the guy said, no, you're going to be fine. Give me some antibiotics. I never... I I never needed steroids to fucking... I, I got... No, I got... Yeah, huge testosterone, dude. Uh, I got mad fucking energy, brother. My fucking workout that's really fucking strong, bro. I I, I train hard, bro. Uh, spirulina? I don't know what that means, brother. I don't know if you call me an asshole in Portuguese. I have no idea, Nuno. Most guys our age are definitely not built like us. No coach, they ain't. Coach Ball, they ain't, they ain't brother. And um, I would really recommend that people... You know, do a lot of body weight training, do a lot of shadow boxing, do a lot of jumping rope, do uh, some wind sprints, do some slow runs. You know, I did a slow run this morning, three miles, slow run, you know, really slow, looking at the sun coming up, you know what I mean? Like, I go in the zone there, I have my headphones on, you know, I'm running in the middle of the street, up the side streets, see, you know, a bunch of cars going by the main streets, but I'm on the side streets. You know, I just like to soak in that. That's why I can't wait to move to... The mountains somewhere and uh, train and see the fucking sun coming up over the mountains. I want to hunt every fucking week. And uh, I never thought I'd say I want to leave the city, but I want to leave the city. I want to buy like a ranch somewhere and um, get the fuck out of Taxachusetts, you know. And, uh, you know, run my businesses here, come back every week, payroll, all that shit. And uh, problem solving, all that shit. And uh, 
but I'll always go right back, you know, and I, I want to hunt every week or bi-weekly or and grow a bunch of strands of fucking uh, uh, strains of cannabis and uh, copyright them and, and do a podcast for the next fucking 20 years and have some fucking people that inspired me in my life and uh, it'll catch on. You know what I mean? Because real recognize real out there. You know what I mean? Pulse. Best heavyweights in boxing are from the south, though. Um, um, Jack Johnson, Jack, uh, Jack Dempsey, Rocky Marciano's from here, from Brockton, 20 minutes away. Most of the Marvin Hagler's from Brockton. Those are two of the most fucking dominant fighters ever, middleweight and heavyweight. I don't know, the Northeast, bro, Philly. <laughs> Philly, New York, Boston. Like, who competes with that in, in the fucking, in the States? I'm talking about since back in the day. Where the most fighters come from. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, I know there's great fighters that come from, like, the Southwest, the West, the West Coast, Cali, uh, the South, Florida. Like, fucking all along that belt off the uh, Gulf of Mexico, uh, the Midwest, up, up North. Yeah, I know good fighters come from those places, but majority come with, from where there's boxing gyms, right? Where's the most boxing gyms in the United States? In every city in the Northeast. Sorry to break your bubble, brother. Pulse, I love you. You know that, brother. Like, I, you know, I can honestly say that. I want love to you, bro. You know, I respect you. And uh, me and you, you know what I mean? It's me and you. So I can say that to you, bro, and I know you can say whatever you want back, bro. I ain't gonna take it personal. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna take it personal. But absolutely they do, bro. Absolutely. They, they come from everywhere. Chicago. Wow, way to change your life, brother. Thanks, Coach Ball. Man, I appreciate it. I like real positive people. You know what I mean? And if you're the smartest man in the room, you're, you're in the wrong room, and I'm pretty smart. You'll never hear politically correct fucking talk coming out of my mouth because I'm not that type of person, and I'm not, I'm not gonna try to fucking fake it either. Great podcast, brother. Gotta run. We'll link up, my man. Stay blessed and keep giving these buttons, my man. No problem, brother. I'm just about to go through the thing. Come back and watch it later, brother, all right? Because I'm gonna pull up the stream right here and I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, uh, give my picks. Everybody in the chat, thank you. All the people that jumped in and out, I appreciate all of you fucking motherfuckers. Uh, Coach Ball, thanks a lot, man. All of you. You know, you, all you guys know this, man. You know, I appreciate it. I hope you guys know. I hope you guys know. Of course I fucking do. Yes, I do. Absolutely. And I ain't gonna I won't have it any other way. So all right. We're gonna I'm gonna go through these uh blessings to you too, coach. Uh I'm gonna uh I'm gonna go through the the card and give you my picks, people. I'm gonna give you the lines, today's lines. And we're gonna go through this pretty quick. I think I, I don't want to do longer than an hour on this, but on podcasts with people, I want to do two, three hours, sometimes longer if it happens. It, it all depends. You know, all depends how comfortable someone is or if they're at my studio that I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at studios and all kinds of shit, man. So, yeah, I'm going big. Uh, you know, there's a need for real motherfuckers out there in the United States. And uh, everyone thinks the United States is soft. They're fucking sadly mistaken. We still got savages. Most savages don't even know how to go on fucking line. So I'm one that fucking learned how to do it. All right, so let's go to the first fight. We're just going to go right from the bottom of the card 
to the top. So we got we got UFC 289. We got Lopez versus uh, Taylor, Tiafoma, the one who beat the Matrix for all the belts and then went on a slide. I'd like to see Lopez come back and do pretty good. He definitely got the skill to do it. But I don't know, man. You get that fucking money and like Marvin Agle always used to say, it's hard to get out of the morning at four in the morning on silk sheets to go running. That's why he used to ice he used to isolate himself down the end of the Cape in P Town. And uh he'd isolate himself for two months before a fight and uh isolate and take it out on his opponents in the ring. You gotta train year round. If you're a pro fighter, you better be training year round. Fuck taking time off in between fights. None of that bullshit. You want to be a legacy fighter? You'll never be a legacy. Brona tonight versus Hutchinson. Oh my God, Don King promotions. I cannot fucking believe it. I cannot fucking believe it. This shit is too funny. What the fuck is going on with my fucking shiznat? Hold on one second, people. I gotta fucking get rid of this. Remove. Let me see. Hold on. Slides. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go, motherfucker. Savages. Oh, no wonder why. No wonder why. I wasn't even on the fucking right one. Here we go. See, this is what happens when you got to produce and do everything yourself. But I don't mind. I'm not bitching and complaining, but it would be good to have a producer. It really would. That knew more about this shit than me. Okay. Watch this. But I, I do know. Because I've learned. Okay, so let's see. What the fuck happened to all my fucking... Okay, you know what? It don't even matter. So, you know what? This ingenuity time. Alright, here we go. Fuck the fucking pitches. It don't matter about the fucking pitches. Okay, first fight. On the card, early prelims. D Balbita, 14 and 7, minus 120. Versus M. Oliveira, woman strawweight, plus 100. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Balbita here because Oliveira, I think she let me down before. So I don't like inc inconsistency. And yeah, last time, yep. That was what Ricci. That's what, and I, I just, you know, it's nothing against you, Mrs. Oliveira. It's just, I think you need to, you know, just keep training. That's all. You're going to get better and better. Stick with it. Uh, I, both of you guys need a win here. Both of you guys are fucking, uh, uh, Belbita is two in three in her last five. Last fight was February 19, 2022. So, the, about seven months ago. Uh, decision unanimous loss uh, with uh, Gloria De Paula. Uh, Hannah Goldie, she beat Hannah Goldie. Uh, Molly McCann, she lost to on a unanimous. And she lost in a submission loss to uh, Liana Jojua. Uh, I don't know. Hold on. Let me. Because I, I got I to gotta make. I got to feel like my conscience is right. Give me guys the right pick. Oh, she got, oh, she won with TKL. That wasn't in the UFC, though. Yeah, she's out uh, three and two, three and 
three and uh, three and two in her last five, but um, two of those fights weren't in the UFC, so that don't count. There's levels to this shit, and I'm not breaking that level. We all know UFC is the highest in MMA. Bellator's probably second in MMA. One FC is second, in my opinion, in, uh, in overall. And then it's, you know, glory in Bellator. Uh, PF failed. You guys failed last night miserably. Uh, I'm going to go with Oliveira on this one. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, yeah, one-inch reach advantage. Ah. Yeah, Oliveira, I'm going to give you another shot. Plus 100 live dog. I mean, I'll say it goes the distance, okay? They usually do women's fights. Um, you know, not in the top five. Because we all know there's elite women out there. Uh, D D Dvorak, 20 and 5, minus 270. Versus uh, S. Erkeg. I like this kid, uh, Erkeg. I've been watching, I was watching film. I've been watching this kid uh, come up through Australia. This kid's a tough fucking kid. I like this kid. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the, the Aussie here. Uh, plus 220 money. Now, see, I'm not scared to fucking uh, take, a, you know, take a big dog. An underdog. I, I, I believe this whole card is full of under, underdog city fucking... Uh, wins so for you people out there uh if you don't like uh Urkeg, uh throw a couple bucks on him anyways because if he hits plus 220 i mean uh how much you gonna make with minus 270 uh uh on dvorak i don't know dvorak ain't bad you know but we'll see what happens i like Urkeg. i think he's a dog we'll see what happens so I'm going with Urkeg. I, I like taking chances, people. No risk, no reward. Uh, Nelson versus Bilda. Um, Bilda's got a zero in the loss com column. Uh, this fight, I was having trouble with trying to pick uh, this fight. Uh, minus 240 for Bilda, 8 and one Nelson, 13-5-1, uh, plus 196. I don't know why it ain't plus 190 or plus 195. Why it has to be plus 196? I have no fucking clue. But it might be interns putting this shit up or something. Who fucking knows? ESPN. Uh, I should start looking on fucking Vegas. But then I'd have to go through six fucking... Uh, six fucking... Uh, uh, yeah, I probably have to go to six or seven casinos because that's the way I was taught how to go get fucking lines for fucking football and shit. I'd meet it in the middle somewhere where all the casinos had it. Football uh, spreads and shit. When I take action on football during the year, anyone wants cards out there during the year, screenshot them, make your picks, send your money. Everything gets sent. Venmo, uh, Western Union, um, anything. PayPal, doesn't matter. You get paid the next, uh, on Mondays. So... But you have to have your money in by Friday. It's just like bookies. You get paid weekly. And uh, the bookies I can send you to, or I'll take your football action, but I can send you to my bookies uh, that are mentors of mine when I was a teenager. Uh, they're the biggest bookies in New England, so I can get. they'll take action on all your fight action. So if you were sick of going on fucking DraftKings and all these other places, uh, digital fucking... 
fucking gambling, uh, let me know. And I'll, I'll hook you up with a phone number. Only thing is, you got to pay. Because people will get their money. I promise you that. So, no fuck, no fuckery, no games. I'm just giving you the fucking... You, you know how it works, people. You got to be a man of your word. You will get paid if you win. Uh, Zahabi versus... Oh, Jesus, dude. This guy's got one name, but I'm going to give him... His nickname from Mongolia. I like this guy, the Mongolian murderer. I got the Mongolian mur murderer in this fight. He's got one name. I'm, I, I, I know I was said. I'm not going to try to pronounce it because I have a hard time with certain Asian names, certain Russian names, and even some certain um, uh, not too bad with Brazilian names because uh, for the most part, I could uh, do Brazilian names and Portuguese names. So it's just that deep, dialects of Asia and deep dialects of uh, Russia. I have a hard time. You know what I mean? Um, just being honest. Minus 115 for the Mongolian murderer. And Zahabi is uh, minus 105. Uh, 92 for Zahabi. Zahabi. Uh, 24 and 9 for the Mongolian murderer. Only thing I worry about with Asian fighters other than Wei Li Zhang is takedown defense. And um... In, in wrestling and uh, just takedown defense. It's like, don't let someone drag you to the ground. Make them pay with a knee. Make them pay with an uppercut when they go for that fucking double leg and explode the fuck out of it. If you do get taken to the ground, put your feet on their fucking quads and get the fuck out of it. Move your core. That's what core training is for. That's what explosiveness training is for. This is shit I try to teach people with my little clips. You gotta do this fucking training. And I do it my I show you the end of my training. So I can't really tell you it's too much there. If you want, I train people virtually and in person. So go to my fucking uh, email and um, let's talk. I'll I'll get you shredded. And not only that, because I've been doing it my whole fucking life, people. I let myself go for one or two years, that was it. I went three hundred and twenty five Got back down the fucking 220. I'm like 220 right now. I just got done training earlier. Yeah, I like the Mongolian murder. Minus two, uh, 115. And minus 105. That's a weird fucking line. Uh, Mrs. Maverick, 13-4, minus 300 versus plus 240. The Canadian, um, I'm not going to fuck up her last name. Oh, she don't even have a... Uh, so, Jasmine. Jasmine. Jasadufakis, right? Jasadufakis. I don't want to mess up your name, ma'am, your last name, because it's disrespectful. I'm trying to be as most as respectful as I can to you guys, because I do respect you people. Uh, anyone that gets in a fucking cage and fights, uh, I respect you. But some of you people with Dana White privilege and a few of you fucking mixed martial artists, I don't have a, a lot of respect for a few years. A very few. Very few. But ma'am, I respect you. So, uh, Jasmine, okay? Everyone knows who the fuck I'm talking about. Don't play dumb out there. I know. People out there, why are you saying the right? Toughen the fuck up. Not saying anybody in the chat either. Talk about people out there in general. Everyone's fucking toughen the fuck up. Man the fuck up. Whatever the fuck.
65. You know what? I'm going to go with the Canadian there. 8 and 2, plus 240. Another live dog versus Maverick, 13 and 4, minus 300. 8 and 2 versus 13 and 4. I like the. Uh, I like the two and a half inch reach advantage. Thirty-four in her prime, probably. Both of these women, uh, I've only watched their last the the last fight they had, both of them, or or a second or last fight, I forget. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the underdog here, plus two forty, the Canadian. I think she does it. Plus two forty, minus three hundred for Maverick. I don't know. She's a southpaw. She could give uh, Jasmine a hard time. Southpaws usually do, but if you don't study your opponent, that's on you. If your trainers ain't studying your opponent and telling you how to fucking beat this woman, fire your fucking trainers if they're not, or if you're not doing it. Here we go right here. Chris Curtis in the house and Emma Bob. Now we're talking. Plus 135 for Chris Curtis, 30 and 10. Great record, Chris Curtis. 12 and 4, minus 160 for Emma Bob. I like Chris Curtis, even though I like Emma Bob too. This is one of those fights I like both fighters. I'm going to go with Chris Curtis. Um, he felt like he got robbed the last fight. I don't know. That could have went to either one of his, in my opinion. I'm not going to fucking. I'm not going to play judge. The judges we all know uh, are slacking. So someone, uh, someone in MMA, MMA media, uh, there's a few I respect. And you don't have to be a tough guy. It doesn't matter. Bernstein or whatever his name is, the thin kid with the glasses, you know, he, he asks very, you know, informative questions. And that's the type of media I would be too. I'm not scared to talk to fighters. I'm not scared to, I'm not fanboy. I'm not scared of nobody, especially anybody. So it's like he asked them. Why can't we talk to judges after the fight? And, and he answered a question. I, this guy was like the head of uh, Las Vegas. Um, the fight is fucking, uh, I think he was a part of the commission, like one of the head guys on the, uh, on the Vegas commission. And he said, um, why don't anyone, why does everyone shit on the refs and this and that? And, um, you know, he didn't even answer the question. He answered a question with a question. You never fucking do that. That means you're full of fucking shit. And I can tell. Like, I know how people are. Like, trust me. When you sell drugs when you're a young kid and you go to prison and all this shit, you go to juvie, young, all this shit, and you, you grow up with a bunch of savages, you know how people, their psychology. Especially when you read a bunch of books and you, you're smart. And, you you know, your IQ's up there. You, you know, I don't want to get into specifics, but I know I, I know the psychology of people, and uh, there's some good people out there. I'm not trying to offend all MMA media, but most, most of them, they ask the stupidest fucking questions. I'm sorry, and there's a big fucking opening for people out there that can give it real and give it. If someone was paying me a lot of money to do it. It can never be scripted. Um, I would I would try a lot better, like to be a little bit more politically correct, a little bit. 
a little bit. I could never promise that. But real and raw is what people want. I'm sorry. Uh, I know that's the truth. Minus 160, plus 135 for Curtis. One, minus 160 for Imavov. 12 and 4 for Imavov. 30 and 10 for Curtis. I think Curtis makes a good comeback here, but I think you should have waited a little bit, Chris Curtis. I, honestly, um, that's my honest opinion, but I, I got faith in you, dude. You're, you're a tough kid. Um, 75, he's got a half inch reach advantage. A little bit shorter, lower to the center of gravity. Imavov, not really a fucking uh, born puncher or striker. I mean, he strikes good. He's got good technique, don't get me wrong. But he don't got that light cell power. Uh, all it takes is technique, though. That's all it really takes. It's just to hit somebody where they don't see. You know, when you don't see something coming, you get hit with good technique. You're going out. Uh, most people. Unless you have a chin. And Chris Curtis got a big fucking neck, big chin, and uh, he's got a chin. You know what I mean? That, 35 years old, I wouldn't even fucking, uh, I wouldn't even front on the older age people, man, honestly, I wouldn't, I would never, like, uh, I'm 52, I'll fight any 20-year-old or 30-year-old out there that, you know what I mean, no problem. So, you know, you want to get it, you want to go, you want to, you, you know, dance with the devil, come on. I train for shit like that. That's what I train my whole life for that shit. Plus one thirty-five for Chris Curtis. I'm going with the underdog city here again. Minus one sixty for Imavov. Nothing against Imavov. That's a good pick too. You can't go wrong with either pick here. Either one. Yeah, you know it's it's a hard fight to pick. It is. Anders versus Barriolt from Canada. Barriolt, I'll tell you, uh, looks determined and ready and. Uh, he looked, uh, eyes don't lie, honestly, people, they don't. Anders, look good. He's a southpaw, look, looks good here and there, you know what I mean? Definitely looks good here and there, definitely could fight. Um, he's 2-2 uh, two and two in his last uh, five with a no contest. I mean, 15-7, and seven, that's... Not bad. It's not that great unless you go on a fucking a long win streak and you could fucking uh, make a run. We'll see what happens. You know, good luck to you. Plus one fifteen, Anders. Minus one thirty five for the Canadian. Barriol. Uh Kill Cliff uh, FC uh, product. Um, I like this guy. Uh, his fight history is uh, he's three and two in his last five. A couple submissions. Submission loss, submission win. His last win was a KO, TKO, second round, Jones gone uh, card. Like I told, told people for fucking three years, John Jones beat John Jones beats every heavyweight easily. And was I wrong? And I, I hope he fights that Russian in Boston, yeah. Cause he's gonna fucking what's that Russian gonna do when you get kicked in the fucking stomach? You get fucking oblique kicks, stepping elbows, axe kicks, question mark kicks. What are you gonna do then? That's all I wanna know. If you, all you can do is punch, John Jones is going to eat you alive. Leg kicks, you're all done. You can't out-wrestle him either. You're in trouble. You're in trouble, dude. The Russian dude, you're in trouble. No one's beating John Jones. Hate to tell you guys. Hate to say it. But, no, I don't hate to say it. My favorite fucking mixed martial artist. I'll go to bat for John Jones till the day he loses. 17-4, even if he loses... 
I would still say he's the best fucking next marshal out of ever. Because he fucking defended his belt and got his belt back how many times? 21 times? He's a savage. Straight up fucking legit savage. Smart, IQ, all of it. John Jones is a problem for anybody. Plus, I would really like to see Stipe and Jones or Engano and Jones. I, I just want to put this to rest. I love Francis. I love his whole story. It's nothing against Francis. <sighs> There's levels to this shit. And John Jones is going to be Stipe. And I love Stipe. I fucking love Stipe. I love that guy. I respect him so fucking much. But, uh... <laughs> no one's beating John Jones. I hate to fucking tell you guys out there. I, I know there's a lot of haters out there. But you... And that's why I was asking you guys, where are all the John Jones haters now? No one comes out and says nothing. Landway, I will get to the comments after this too. Just let you know if, if anyone's asking any questions, I'm not ignoring you. Nate the Train, Landway, 17 to 4, plus 210, minus 260 with Dan Ige. I like both these guys. Dan Ige, nothing but respect, brother, 16 and 6. I'm sorry, brother. I know you look great lately. I'm going with Nate the Train. This is a live dog, people. I really stand bes behind this pick. I don't think he's going to be able to d d deal with uh, Nate the Train, honestly. I like this kid. He's got a lot of confidence in himself. Danny Gay, you're up and down, up and down, up and down. I think you're in the right place, though, with Trevor Whitman, Gaethje, and all those guys. I think those guys can help you a lot. Stop switching up, Jim. Stay with one guy that's really smart, a smart trainer. And... Uh, just work on your hands, and you know you're 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 a tough kid. You can knock out fucking Landwehr for all. you know this fight could go either fucking way. I think it's a big disrespect to Nate the Train. Honestly, this kid is a problem. He's very fucking um, he's very confident, and uh, he's a dog. He got a dog in him. He really does. Four and one in his last five. Beat Austin Lingo in a submission March twenty fifth this year. David uh, ono, o, Onama, uh, August 13th, 2022, decision majority. Uh, Ludovic uh, Klein, submission win, uh, October 15, 2021, February 2021. He lost to Julian Arosa, uh, KO, TKO, first round, 56 seconds, and then he went on a tear. Uh, he won the fight, Darren Elkins, prior to that, in a unanimous decision, so we know he's got the fucking... Uh, Cardio lost to Herbert Burns in a KOTKO first round. So, like, Danny Ige could drop him in the first round. That wouldn't be a bad pick either. All right? Because he has he, does, he has been knocked out a few times. Let me see. One, two. He's been knocked out two times in his pro career. Um... Uh, Two, one, two, three, four. Two times he's been KO'd in his last one, two, three, four. Eight fights. He's been KO'd twice. Um, I understand why he's a dog, and and Ige can definitely drop this kid uh, in the first round. Like I can see that happening too. I think momentum is a big thing, people, and when people are training hard and they believe in themselves. This might be a war. This might be fight of the night for all I fucking know. We, I don't fucking know. I don't think so. I think Darius and Oliver. I think Darius is gonna. 
be the next light heavyweight champ. I've been saying that for a couple of years, for, for, for sure. I think uh, Darius beats Oliveira. You know, I love Charles Oliveira. I had Charles Oliveira's back all the way through four fights before he went to the bell. I told everyone, listen, I took him every fucking time. I, I always called out Charles. I said, Oliveira wins. He had that momentum going. And then you lose to Islam uh, really quick. I, I I don't know. I don't know how, you, you know, you get the belt... Holding on to it is a whole different fucking story. And uh, he defended it once or twice, I think. Once or twice, I forget. Charles Oliveira. We'll, we'll get to him in a second. Uh, I got Lan wearing this, plus 210. Danny, Danny Gay, either pick here, people. The safe, pro the safe pick is probably Danny Gay here, I got to say. Uh, but I'm going with uh, Nate, Nate the Train. Plus 210, minus uh, 260 for uh, Danny Gay as of today. Could change tomorrow. Mallet. Mallet's a savage. But uh, versus Fugit. I like Fugit too. He ain't a bad uh, kid. Uh, ain't a bad fucking fighter. He's got. He's, he's a tough kid. Southpaw. He's got um, a four-inch reach advantage on this fight. Mallet is a tough fucking kid. 9-1-1. One one, minus 220 for Mallet. The Canadian. 9-3 Fugit. Southpaw. Plus 180. Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm going to go with Mallet here just because I know he has power in his hands. I know he can knock. Uh, I know he can get in close. I hope you know I know. I hope you know how to fight Southpaw's Mallet with that straight right down the middle and move laterally to the opposite side of his power hand. Uh, if you connect, I know you're dropping uh, Fugit, but Fugit could, could make this and could win this thing. Plus 180 for Fugit. Minus 220 for Mallet. I think Mallet is the next, like, GSP for Canada. Or the next guy to, you know, uh, represent Canada. He could definitely represent Canada. Charles Oliveira, 33-9, and nine, plus 126. Minus 150 for Benel Darius, 22-4-1. The Southpaw. Two-inch reach disadvantage for Dariush. His arms look longer, but Oliveira's arms are longer. Listen, we all know Oliveira's elite. He's an elite fucking mixed martial artist. We all know it. I'm so proud of Charles Oliveira. I'm so glad. When I seen him in Brazil with all those young people looking up to him, all the kids uh, in the favela, uh, I was... So happy for Charles Oliver. I still am to this day. He's a class act. He's a great guy. Uh, epic fucking uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist. You know what I mean? I mean, he's got the most fucking submissions in the fucking UFC. Um, when everyone doubted him, he proved everyone wrong. Um, I got Darius in this one. Minus 150. Um... You can't hurt yourself going with Charles Oliveira plus, uh, with plus money. It can't hurt. I think Darius beats Oliveira. I think he beats uh, Islam too. Easily. I think it's not even going to be a problem. Islam is not Khabib, people. This is what people don't understand. He didn't fight that many in the top five or top ten before he got that championship fucking uh, uh, chance. And a guy at 145 went the distance with him. 
Uh, and that guy's a savage. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky the Great. I love Alexander the Great. I love Islam. I love both of them. I think I respect Islam so much. I respect <laughs> Alexander the Great and probably even a little bit more. You know, because he takes fucking chances. And he's a tough fucking kid, man. Um, I like Dakistan fucking fighters. I really do. I love their hard training. Uh, I love savages. And I love Darius. I believe Darius is a savage. And I know Oliveira is a savage. But I believe uh, Darius is going to be the next champ. And he's doing it his way. I did eight eight fight win streak. Just like Charles Oliveira had when his momentum was going, when he won the belt. Uh, Darius ain't scared to go to the ground with fucking Oliveira. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy to knock out fucking uh, Darius. It really isn't. But Gaethje did say that Oliveira hits fucking hard. So I'm not putting nothing past Oliveira. Olives, no way. I would never say anything bad about Charles Oliveira, Olives. And I would never say nothing bad about Benel Darius because these guys both are true savages. They're compliments to the UFC. This is elite mixed martial artists right here. They're well-rounded in every aspect. But Charles, you get submitted. You get submitted by a guy that you know is trying to submit you. It's like, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I'm questioning you. I'm questioning you. Not out of hate, not out of disrespect. It's, um, I just think Darius is a problem for everybody in the lightweight division. Not just you, Charles. Everybody. I'm going to be saying this during when he fights Islam. I could be totally wrong. I could be totally wrong. I have humility. I can shit on myself if I make the wrong fucking pick. Unlike other little fucking clowns out there. All right? Grown man shit right here. I could be wrong. I don't think I am. 22, 4, and 1 for Benil Dariush. 33, 9, and 0 for Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira is a fucking savage. He's in the Mount Rushmore of light heavyweights forever. He will never be forgotten. Ever. Listen, every Brazilian fighter, 9 out of 10 of them, all right? Every 9 out of 10 Brazilian fighters are legends in the UFC. I respect every single one of them. I love Brazil. I love Brazil. Uh, I truly do. Jesus is over Rio de Janeiro. I fucking love Brazil. I love Brazilians. Uh, but Darius, you know, I got to go with Darius. I'm sorry, people, uh, all, all the Charles Oliveira people out there. I'm not going against Charles Oliveira. I like him. Uh, I respect him so much. I went with him when everyone else went against him. I had his back. I always would go back to Savage Apex from a year ago. And you, you see if I'm fucking, I don't lie. I took Oliveira, his whole championship fucking run, when no one else did. I got Benil Darius, minus 150 people, plus 126 for Charles Oliveira. Can't go wrong either guy. I believe Aldana, it's harder than most guys I see in fucking uh, mixed martial arts at that weight. Her technique is perfect. I seen her in the midst last night. I'm like, damn, she would knock out some guys. 
Now, we all know Amel Nunez is probably the GOAT. Probably the GOAT. When, when fighters are talking retirement, Khabib didn't say he was retiring when he, before he fought Gaethje. Because you need that mental fortitude that, you know, you're not going to lose, ever. You can't ever have that thought of relaxation until you your objective is done. So you can't be talking retirement before you even win the fight. So anyone that is that uh, in that phase of their career, she has plenty of money, Nunez. She's done it all. She come back, won her belt back. I believe Aldana in Mexico. I believe uh, even um, Volkanovski is going to lose the Yair Rodriguez. I believe Mexico is making a push. And I think Yair Rodriguez is a problem in that division. He's a serious fucking problem. And Volkanovski better take him fucking serious. Yeah, I believe Aldana wins. I believe Nunez sails off in the sunset. They're having another kid, her and her... Uh, her wife or uh, fiance or whatever they I think they're married, I'm pretty sure. Uh, nothing but love for Amanda Nunez, nothing but respect. I'm, 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 a, I'm a class act when it comes to really elite fighters. She's very elite. She's the elite of the elite. I would love to see her fight Cy, Cyborg or um, Valentina Shevchenko. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm even questioning her right now. Any any woman with a fucking a gun tattooed on the side of their uh, on their forget the side, you know, of their uh, midsection on the side. I mean, that's gangster. And I gotta say, that's a fucking turn on for any man. So I think uh, she's a beautiful woman. Even Amanda Nunez is a pretty woman. You know what I mean? Aldana's a pretty woman. You know what I mean? But these women can fight. And Aldana just gets better and better and better every fight. Real fight people that understand fight that fought in their life, that fought a lot of street fights because there's no rules. It, it, it's it's kill or be killed. Um, Mexico is some of my favorite boxers ever. Uh, Chavez uh, Senior, like I I was obsessed with Chavez Senior. Eighty nine and zero before he lost his first fight in the pros. Like, people have no fucking clue. And prior to Chavez, people don't understand uh, boxers and fighters, just fighters in general, from Mexico, Cuba, Cuba, just like Brazil. You ex you expect savages, people that don't quit on themselves. In America, I hate to say we've been slacking with fucking mixed martial artists, except for John Jones has been holding it down. So America, stand the fuck up and stop fucking quitting on yourselves. Train like savages year-round. Fuck that shit going partying and eating and all that fucking bullshit. You can do that when you retire at 30 with fucking 100, 200 million in the fucking bank. This ain't no game, man. This ain't no game. If you're a mixed martial artist, you need to train year-round. It's not, rest your body. Rest your body. Go right back to the fucking gym Monday after you fucking fight. Or go on a vacation for a week and then go back. One or the other. Go take a fucking week off. That's fine. Get right back at it. Run run 
when you go away for that week, three three of those days, just run and do some push-ups. Like, stay ready all the time. Just because you're famous and all this bullshit don't mean shit. Be a legacy fighter, all he is. And Amanda Nunez is a legacy fighter. She's proven herself so many times. 27 fucking times, like... 22 of those times when it really counted, she proved herself. Minus 320 for Amanda Nunez. 14 and 6, Aldana. Plus 250, Live Dog. I got Darius and Aldana in the co-main and main. Those are my easiest fights to pick. My percentage on co-main and main events is at least 70, 80%. Easy. In boxing, it's like 100 and some 90%, some, you know, top rank. And uh, all the different promotions are different, you know. But I'm around 80, 90. I'm probably like 90. I think I'm a, I'm 100% in top rank and 90% in the other ones. Or 80% uh, at the lowest in boxing uh, for championship fights. I know elite bo elite boxers. I know elite mixed martial artists. MMA, though, anything can happen. Boxing's a little more predictable. Uh, but anything can happen in mixed martial arts. Aldana has got better and better and better. Um, she's 4-1 in her last uh, five fights. She lost to Holly Holmes October 3rd, 2020. During the um, uh, pandemic, right? To shut down all that stuff, right? Unanimous decision. Home beater through a judge's decision. We all know how shady that shit is, right? I like Holly Holmes a lot, too. Uh, she beat, beat uh, Melo, Vieira, Santos, and Chayason. Um, KO, TKO, KO, TKO, third, first round, third round, first round, third round, unanimous decision, KO, TKO. So one loss, unanimous decision, one winning, unanimous decision, or last five, and three KOs. Uh, you don't see that much with women. You don't see that type of record with women in their last, in their last five fights. Very rarely do you see three knockouts. Let's look at Amanda Nunez. Last five. Let's see if there's three knockouts there. Submission. Unanimous. 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 Submission loss. But the fight's prior to those five. The last five. KOTKO. 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 Uh, decision split. KO, TKO, TKO, submission, unanimous, submission, KO, TKO, KO, TKO, she lost KO, TKO, lost unanimous, submission, rear naked choke, one, lost in the KO, TKO, win, uh, KO, TKO, TKO win, TKO corner stoppage. We all know Amanda Nunez got the power, but as time goes by, people, and you start getting comfortable and civilized because you're making a lot of money. You're not as hungry. This is a proven fact. John Jones never takes a day off when it comes to a fight. He was winning fights, partying. But when he trains, he's always studying his opponent. It's all about IQ. It's all about mental people. 90% of a fight is mental. But you got to be in shape. You gotta be able to go to deep waters if you have to. You gotta, you gotta be able to break your opponent. That you gotta break their fucking will to win. 
plus 250 for Aldana, Live Dog, minus 150 Dariush on the co-main. I got Dariush. I, I, I said Dariush would be light heavyweight champion. I think I've been saying it for more than two years. I think it's like three years. Uh, minus 320 for Nunez. No disrespect, Amanda. Um, you're a great double champ. But I believe Aldana is hungry, and I believe uh, she hits really fucking hard, and I don't think you're going to be able to take those punches, uh, Nunez. If she can land them on you, Nunez. You need to move your head, Nunez. You need to use get that fight to the ground, but it's not going to be that easy. It's not going to be that easy. She's not going to just let you bring her to the ground. So... There it is, people. There's all your picks. I'm going to give you my boxing picks real quick. Um, I think uh, Adrian Brona, I'm going to give Brona the benefit of the doubt. I'd like to see him fucking come back and change his life and, uh, you know, get back right with uh, whatever his training. And uh, I like to, I, I got Brona. Actually, actually, people, you could throw some money on uh, Hutchinson. Whatever his fucking yeah Hutchinson right Hutchinson, um, he's got some eyes that uh, he kind of looks like a killer. We'll see, we'll see. But uh, I don't think you can go wrong either way uh, on the Brona fight. I uh, Brona's probably got more skill if he's really training hard. It might be a tough. It's got to be a tough fight for him regardless. But uh, if he trained hard, he's more skilled of a fighter, more technically sound. But uh, Hutchinson, you never know. You just fucking never know. Uh, I'm going to go against Lopez. I'm going to go against Lopez uh, in this fight. I'm going with Taylor. I don't believe Tio former Lopez is hungry anymore. I think Taylor's hungry. And I hate to say that about a Brooklyn native, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I always uh, believe in the Northeast beast. You know, I, I believe we're all come from a different cloth up here in the Northeast of, of the East Coast. And anyone that doesn't understand that, I don't know what to fucking tell you. You'll never under-fucking-stand it. You'll never understand it if you don't understand it. I'm not saying there ain't tough fucking people in the rest of America. That's not what the fuck I'm saying. I'm saying we're cut from a fucking different cloth. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I don't like to, to go against Northeast Beast. But Taylor, I believe, wins this fight, people. Location, New York, New York. It don't matter. I'm going with Taylor in this fight. I'd like to see Lopez turn it around again. I really would. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. So there you have it, people. There's my picks. Um, one championship tonight. Don't miss it on Amazon Prime. Come over to Rush Hour. Fight Club on YouTube, where all of us savages go. Realest, rawest fucking YouTube fucking commentary for mixed martial arts and combat sports. Jay Smooth over there and Ken Ryu uh, and all the savages in the animal room that have been here uh, in the chat, most of them. And uh, AJ, what's happening, brother? 706. I'm sorry, brother. I, I said I would uh, answer questions at the end. There ain't no questions except for you saying hello. So I answered everyone's uh, questions. I'm glad I'll always get to your questions. I'm never ignoring people. Just let me get the stuff out that I'm saying, and then I, I will get to you. Uh, and plus, you stay on the podcast. You stay on, you know, it gives, it helps my uh, analytics. I'm not no dummy, people. You know what I mean? I'm a businessman, 
and uh, eventually this will be a business for me sometime this year. Once I get a thousand subscribers on YouTube, I'm monetized everywhere else, people. And um, I, I'm never gonna uh, use a sponsorship on any one of my platforms. I got another channel that I'm gonna be doing albums on, the Golden Era, uh, the Golden Era of Music. So uh, I'm gonna start uh, promoting that podcast uh, this week coming up. Next week, I mean. Um, I'm going to start going through a whole albums instead of reacting to one song like most people do. I'm going to do all albums. Uh, epic albums from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. That's what I'm going to go through and some in the, a few in the 2000s too. So look forward to that, people. This is going to be a huge podcast. I'm looking for a studio right now to do it in. I have a studio here that I built, but to do it the real way, I want to bring in real fucking people. Uh you know, influential people out there. And uh, I'm going to surprise a lot of fucking people. Uh, I really want to get more pro fighters on here. Root for my man Travis Demko, the outlaw Demko. Uh, he's a friend of mine. He's a pro mixed martial artist. Uh, he's on uh, Fight Pass. Uh, go look him up. Go look him up uh, on Tapology. Shout out to Tapology. Go look him up. Go look him up anywhere, man. He's a tough fucking kid. I believe he's a problem at 135, 145. Uh, he, fight, he fights uh, at 145, I'm pretty sure, or 145 or 135, one or the other. He's in the lower weights uh, where, where all the savages are, but he's a savage and he can handle it. Uh, I, I really think there's good things for him coming up. And he's a class act. And he's a class act. Great kid. Been on my podcast twice, bless my podcast, a pro-mix martial artist. And I, you know, I can go walk into boxing gyms all over the fucking place and uh, mix martial arts gym. You know, I really want to go to fucking Kenny Florian, start the Kenny. I really want to go down the fucking Connecticut and go see Alex Pereira and uh, Glover Teixeira, who I respect a lot, both of them. Uh, I want to go to New England Cartel and see Kata and uh, Font and some of the trainers there. Um... I know these motherfuckers respect me. I'll go in the ring with any one of these motherfuckers and spar with them. Like, I'm old school, man. Like, I can fight. So, uh, I'm not no fanboy. I'm not asking stupid fucking questions. I'm giving people real content with fighters. And that's what I want to fucking do. And that's what I'm going to fucking do. When they come to Boston, I'll be there all week. I'll be there all fucking week. I'm going to show you how real I am in this fucking city, motherfuckers. Proven a thousand times over. The bloody bean, Boston. We got more history here than most of America. Here in New York. This is where all, all my ancestors, all a lot of America's ancestors come from. They all landed in fucking New York in Boston. Way back in the days. Way, way back in the days. 400 years ago. All right, so Northeast Peace, people. Northeast Peace. But I love everybody in every fucking state in America. I love America. I think we all come together when shit gets fucking, you know, when shit gets real, I believe we all join fucking forces together and we all come together as pe as Americans and we uh, we hold it down really fucking hot, motherfuckers. I love yous all in every country, wherever you're from in any country. I love yous all, man. I really fucking do. There's good people everywhere. Every fucking where. I love yous all. 
you're gonna leave with one of my tracks so they don't fucking tell me to copyright strikes because of these fucking greedy fucking uh all I'm doing is promoting their fucking music. And uh these fucking record companies, man, they need a slap in the fucking mouth. Oh shit. I don't even need to do that. There we go. Alright, let's uh I'm gonna share a song, one of my songs. Oh motherfucker. So I have to go here. I have to get a new tab. It went away. I gotta grab it again. You know what? I'll change it up. I'll, I'll, I'll use one of my other songs. I'll, I'll do the only professional video I did on my albums, on my two albums. This third album, I'm doing a couple fucking videos, and uh, they're gonna be off the charts, tripping videos. I'm gonna get very deep, very deep. Horrorcore rap. Like Grave Digger, six feet deep shit. That type of style. Because that's the type of style I rap. Oh, Grave Digger 9. Competition ain't shit. Okay, here we go. All right, I'm going to leave you guys with, uh, with, uh, with the song I did on Bruce Corner, the only track that was done on Bruce Corner where I grew up fucking selling joints. And uh, right down the street, Kincaid Park, we did, we did some filming down there. We did some filming on Adams Corner in Dorchester. And, um, and um, where else? Oh, yeah, we did some film uh, in Plymouth, Mass, where my, uh, where my producer's uh, house was, where his studio was. So uh, enjoy this video, people. This is called Pack a, You Better Pack a Lunch. Uh, this was done in 2011, this video. And um, uh, you guys should enjoy this. You should enjoy this. This is the real deal. These ain't no, this, I ain't no phony white motherfucker. This is real. This is real shit. It's real in the field. Check it out. But wait till my next album comes out, man. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Here it comes. Enjoy. That's me on the first verse, and that's my producer from the first two albums on the second verse. You find this on CD, baby, this album. There ain't no cure for stupid. 